Hi, I'm Faye Tozer, and you're listening to A Good Old Natter. It's that time for A Good Old Natter with Dan Parker. Thank you, Peter. Yes, hello, everyone, and welcome to A Good Old Natter, the podcast all about life stories, career anecdotes, and general chit-chat. I'm your host and regular chatterbox, Dan Parker. As a big Steps fan, right from my childhood days, this episode of A Good Old Natter is particularly exciting for me, as I caught up with Faye Tozer, member of the group, West End actress, an all-round lovely person. Faye and I talked all things Steps' latest album, Lockdown, and RuPaul's Drag Race and Drag Queens. So, let's count down to the podcast. Five, six, seven, eight, oh, I mean three, two, one. Enjoy! Well, Faye Tozer, I know you're not supposed to have favourites, but you're always my favourite member of Steps. How are you doing? <laughs> well, that's a good start. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you, actually. Ups and downs like everybody else, but um, today has been a good start of the week. Yes. Brilliant. I've got to say, Faye, it is genuinely really, really exciting for me to have you on the podcast. I mean, you and your music was literally my childhood. I remember all the school discos. It was you guys. It was S Club. I think it was Wigfield Saturday night. And uh, whenever oh. five, whenever five, six, seven, eight came on, we'd all be up attempting to line dance and linking arms. So yeah, very, <laughs> very much for coming on. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but <laughs> people oh. remember it fondly, so that's all good. <laughs> Speaking of steps, I've got to say I absolutely loved your recent rendition of Tragedy that you guys performed with Gary Barlow on his YouTube channel for his crooner sessions. How much fun was that to do? Oh my goodness. Do you know what? It's really hard for us as a band to get together because we've got um, Lisa over in Dubai, we've got me up in the northeast, H's in Wales, and Claire and uh, Lee are on, on the outskirts of London. So it's hard to get us in a room without the pandemic. So to be able to come together, get all the uh, recordings done and, and do something with Gary was amazing. We, we saw him at the um, Royal Variety Show. We kind of went head to head with him with our album releases last year. So um, it was really fun that you asked us and it was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a feel good moment, really good. I mean, I guess during these weird lockdown times that we've all been in, it must just be such a relief for you guys to still be able to get together, albeit virtually for the most part, and put content out there. Yeah, so just before the first lockdown happened, we had our album ready to go and we literally got a phone call on the, I don't know if it was the Sunday or the Monday, from America saying guys we think this is going to happen what do you want to do do you want to sit on the album and wait and see or do you want to put it out and maybe not be able to promote it so um, we had to take an executive decision and we thought if we're going to do it we want to do it like full steam ahead and then luckily after the first lockdown we managed to get Lisa over we all had Covid tests we were like in our safe environment and we condensed loads and loads of content into like a week and a half uh, we got a new video done we did like performances in our own studio that we hired with our own people and you know so we had to really adapt and and uh, we were so lucky that we got so much content we've been able to sort of drip feed it and then do everything else remotely but it's not the same yeah. and I really miss performing I really miss you know the banter and the energy and it is 
it's great that we can do from home, but my goodness, we're going to appreciate it so much more when we get back on that stage. Yeah, you speak about how lockdown has caused problems for, for the group, but for you personally, how much of a struggle has it been this past year? So I quite enjoyed lockdown one, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think it was a shock to the system to start off with, same as everybody else. But, you know, we kind of forgot about our waistlines. Every day was a holiday. Homeschooling was a fair weather moment. You know, if the sun was out, we were in the garden instead, chopping down trees and doing stuff, you know, fun stuff. But I think, you know, we, we didn't know what was going on. So it was kind of... A novelty I guess I mean obviously not for those people affected but it was you know something I've never spent so much time at home you know I was kind of reconnecting with my husband and remembered why I liked him and <laughs> um, which was you know really interesting you know I've spent so much time with Benjamin as well my son who's 11 and just you know realized what an amazing kid he is and you know, we've got really, really close. Um, lockdown two was different. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah, part de, that was interesting. And the homeschooling got a bit more serious because it was after the summer holidays, you know, and, but I'd had that break with work and I, I was able to work. So I'd had something to do. And then this lockdown, I think has probably been the one that has affected my mental health. I'm, I'm generally a super optimistic person. I have, you know, these genes. My parents are really like doing people. You know, you get up and you face the day and, you know, everything is a challenge. There's nothing you can't do. There's always a way around things. And I've definitely had the blues this time. Right. Would you say and that's because it's I the think, winter? Maybe? I think definitely. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a weather related thing. Also, because I feel like there's no end date. Mm. I feel like there hasn't been um, a goal to work towards. Yeah. And I think because my work has been postponed constantly. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, every time we go, oh, we might be doing this TV, we might all be getting tested and getting together and doing something. And it's like, no, no, you're not. So it's like, I feel like my, my emotions are like on a proper roller coaster <laughs> at the moment. But those things will um, come, and, those things will come. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, because of that, I've had to like work out new routines for myself yeah. and put my own personal challenges out there. Um, Steps are doing like a, a, a Princess Trust collaboration this month and we've been doing 10K steps a day. So that's been good to focus on, mm. sort of, you know, eating healthier and stuff like that and, and doing some more. I've been doing like um, a meditation app, okay. breathing yep. apps and stuff just when I'm super frustrated and I can feel it building up. You know, I take myself away to a room and, you know, this whole being grateful. I mean, to start off with lockdown one, I wouldn't have even considered, you know, any of these sort of things. But, yeah. you know, I think it is a little bit of like help yourself get through this. Exactly. You've just got to do what works for you. What about and make you? you smile. <laughs> oh, gosh, Fade. Do, I, do, I, the, the first lockdown, I was with my silly sense of humour, what I was doing, I was starting to make these little silly lip sync videos on my Instagram where I basically be, Amazing. me and my dad or just me, whoever would be like just lip syncing to things like, you know, fame or reenacting the, the dance scene for a few grant from love actually just for a bit of fun <laughs> um, yeah but you know it was just it's making people laugh it's making people smile and brought me a bit of joy even albeit for 10 minutes but uh yeah you just got to find what makes yeah. you smile but it's quite interesting because um we went through a stage of um watching lots of like 
murder documentaries <laughs> and like, do you know, like crime, crime yeah but crime things because we got quite fascinated but then like after a few of those documentary series I was like I need a bit of fun now I need a bit of nice in my life so I've yeah. had to like push those out way because they got a bit dark and depressing for me and yeah and I've got to say I'm quite enjoying a good scroll through um TikTok these days because it's light-hearted and if you don't like it you just swipe it exactly. so <laughs> I can so, understand why these things are sort of um yeah you can get addicted to them what documentaries have you been watching lately that's um took your fancy oh god like I say, it's kind of like crime things, um, like like the Ted Bundy thing mm. and, you know, the staircase. I mean, I'm sure everyone's sort of seen these advertised. Um, yeah, and it, we kind of ended up going down like a rabbit hole and like watching all sorts of, you know, murders. Um, we just watched that, um, was it White Whitehall Farm? Yes. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, you know, love a good murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. This is, one, this is one way to line up the lockdown mood. <laughs> isn't it oh no let's talk about the the latest album Faye what the future holds I absolutely love it by the way and it's got that real fun upbeat everything you'd expect from a steps album just picking a couple of tracks that I really really like in particular something in your eyes love that I think hold my heart is a beautiful song but which of the tracks would you say for you that you're most proud of do you know it's it's a funny one because we're really heavily involved with picking the songs you know back in the day in the early days we were kind of told what lines to sing and yeah. you went into the studio the songs were all chosen already you sing this bit you sing that bit and then you crack on and that's just the way it was done and for the last two albums we've had brand new management who we consider partners with they completely understand pop they come from pop they are pop and it's been an amazing collaboration of heads together to make what steps is today which is really exciting but we were offered the song what the future holds which was written by Sia and that was what got the ball rolling for this album but I felt like the album is so different you know mm. every song has a slightly different genre yeah. um, different production feel and I didn't know how well that would go down with the audience but but kind of like um, nostalgia as well because yeah. some of them sound like our you know classic stuff so I think the one that surprised us was Something In Your Eyes, which was the second single. I know it's very Abbott-esque and that was the whole point. You know, we wanted to yeah. shove out something, you know, because that's what people really love from us, it seems. So that was a real surprising one. Hold On My Heart is really beautiful. We didn't do a ballad on the last album. So yeah. it was really nice to put out something like that. So I think it's really funny because we've got a new single coming out as well um, with Michelle Visage. Um, oh, really? Uh, featuring on it yeah Brilliant. so that's gonna be out very soon and that was a song that took me by surprise because it was um, because of social media people yeah. tell us what they like so I think that kind of has ended up being a favorite but I you know I think your journey with an album changes as you get feedback and who likes it and who doesn't so your emotions change towards it so yeah, yeah it's difficult to pinpoint anything really <laughs> And fingers crossed, all being well with the pandemic, you guys going back on tour towards the end of this year as well. How excited are you for the tour? Ah, oh, November, December 21, Steps Tour. What the future holds? What does it hold? This is the yeah. question. Well, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully it means that we'll be back on tour. Our um, agents are really, really positive about it. We've already moved it um, a year. Wow, can you believe it's a whole year already? Mad, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
but yeah we're so excited we can't wait and I think this one is going to be bigger and better than all of them because we're going to be so desperate to get out there and give everyone yeah. like the best night of their lives do you know what I mean so we've um, just been I starved just haven't we a, yeah it's just as exciting for us as well so yeah really looking forward to and that can we expect some of the classic steps bangers to, to be there as well yeah so we've now got six albums to choose from and we like to try and please everybody we are gonna talk to social media and get people's feedback you know look at what the highest streams on your spotify's and things like that but we always you know we always like to go back right to the beginning because that's where we started but it's trying to breathe new life into those songs and try and deliver it in a different way that we've done before so yeah that's the challenge do you know what, I think if ever there was an incentive for this vaccine rollout to be sped up, it's that we've got a steps tour at the end of the year that we all just need to get to. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. So, uh, yeah, mum and dad have just been vaccinated, which is amazing. I'm, I'm going to be the first one in my household to be called because I'm the oldest, which was um, pointed out to me on the dog walk <laughs> yesterday. So, um, yeah, there we go. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Now, Faye, let's go back to the very beginning. You were born in Northampton, grew up in Dunstable, and I understand singing and dancing came into your life a pretty young age didn't it yeah so mum sent me and my sister to dance classes when we were little I wasn't really interested made a fuss and um, got sent out and then uh, mum took us back there at about the age of six and when I was six I just went full steam ahead I just absolutely loved it so we'd do classes sort of after school and weekends and what have you then mum and dad took us to the little theatre which was a little Amdram club in our town and we used to do pantomimes or music hall and what have you mum used to do costumes dad used to do set design and decorating and what have you so it was a family affair mm. we're quite an artistic family anyway but um yeah kind of all, all sort of started there is it true that at your dance classes you quickly became quite head of the class compared to other students i think there were a few of us that were more interested than others, let's say. And I think um, our dance teacher definitely focused on us because we were more interested than others. And I guess, you know, they liked, especially in our industry, you push people forward if you can see they've got talent. And, you know, I would have done that as well. So um, I wouldn't say head of the class, but I was, in fact, I was told when I was sort of a teenager that I'd never become a ballerina because I was too tall and too heavy set. Um, which kind of broke my heart at the time but it was a good learning thing and I was told that I was going to be an all-rounder and and that's certainly been true you know I I, I do a lot of things <laughs> what is it you do a lot of things sort of at a certain level but nothing to an extent yeah no it's, it's good to be jack of all trades especially yeah. in this industry and, and what about school life what was school like for you did you enjoy school no not really no. So I had a best friend who got glandular fever when I was oh. sort of when we were about nine. So she sort of left school and I had to figure out who my friends were or get new groups of friends. And yeah, school wasn't my favourite. Um, mm. I'm not somebody who likes to sit down and read. I'm not, I mean, I, I was a good student as in I'd get things done and I wouldn't argue and I was never disruptive. But um, I would much rather be playing an instrument or singing or running around or, yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's just me. <laughs> now on this podcast, Faye, I sometimes like to ask the guest um, who their heroes were growing up, who inspired them. And so who would be, who'd be your heroes growing up? Musically, I think uh, my sister sort of drove what we listened to 
she's two years older than me and sort of introduced me to Prince and Madonna and stuff like that. We used to sit next to the radio and try and record it ourselves on the charts on a Sunday, <laughs> you know. So so those sort of people were very prominent. Um, Cindy Lauper, who I actually ended up working with when I was 22. That was yep. exciting. So those sort of people were really, um, Whitney Houston, I guess, as well. Yep. Um, I can remember we got a record for Christmas, which was now six is it now six? No, hit six. I think it was. And the first song was uh, Wanna Dance with Somebody. And, you know, that was all exciting introduction to music. But, you know, my real heroes, you know, are my parents. And you don't realize that until you're a bit older, I think. Mm. And how amazing and how selfless and how, um, you know, how they encouraged us. I mean, even just the fact of like going into the garage with my dad, you know, with the overalls on and dad teaching me how to, you know, just be hands on and practical and things yeah. like that. You know, you can't buy that sort of thing. And, you know, how they face challenges. Mom, uh, I think my dad was made redundant a couple of times and we had to like really budget at times, you know, and mum took on three jobs when dad was out of work and, you know, all those things, you know, those are the real heroes, you know, real life heroes that teach you what it is to have a good, fulfilled and fun life and, you know, see the, the big stuff in little things, you know. If I want to ask you about theatre, because obviously in addition to music career, I know how much you love theatre and especially musical theatre. You've done a number of shows on the West End now. But one show in particular that I want to ask you about, which is probably now my favourite show ever, is uh, Everybody's Talking About Jamie, which you starred in as Miss Hedge. How much fun was it to be part of that show and alongside such a great cast? Oh, I was so lucky. So I'd just come out of um, Strictly and me and my, my agent, we were just saying, you know, I really want to tread the boards again before steps, things happen. I just want to really fill that gap with something exciting. And we got a phone call just saying, do you want to audition for Jamie? And I was like, I've heard of it, but I don't know what it's all about really. And I don't know what the music sounds like and what I would be in there. So went along. Um, Hayley Tamadon was playing Miss Hedge at the time. And she was pregnant, so she was going to go off soon. Watched the show, and I was like, wow, okay. This is energetic and vibrant, but this is a conversation that we all need to be having at the moment, you know. And it was all about in being um, inclusive and being open-minded and families and, you know, so many things within the story. But the music was so different as well. It was very pop obviously because of the writers but I wasn't expecting that when I came and saw it I had um, Leighton Williams um, as my Jamie and yep. he is like a triple threat he is amazing <laughs> but the whole cast was yeah. so so amazing and when I got the job and got into the show uh, Bianca Del Rio from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race was just coming into the show at the same time and just randomly ended up being really really great friends I mean she's hilarious isn't just, she uh, she's I mean she says everything that we're not allowed to as well which is really yeah. fun so <laughs> <laughs> it's like just yeah just all the things that you don't expect 
yeah, yeah or, or that I feel like I'm not allowed to say out loud in public because of you She's know my <laughs> yeah oh we had so much fun and we keep in touch I often get messages or like memes sent to me or <laughs> yeah yeah oh, she, she's she's fantastic I love her so much so um yeah so that was a really lovely unexpected thing that happened during that time but yeah so um yeah musical theatre it's like what's next speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race I was recently yeah. watching the program about the the tour that the uh the UK season one drag queens took part in and I think you appeared oh, on, yeah. on like, the show so are you a fan of yeah. the show in general oh absolutely oh, um no. I, a lot of my friends are drag queens to be honest <laughs> so <laughs> it's just going to see a mate in the show yeah. um uh, Vinegar Strokes is actually um doing the UK drag race first tour um who was in Jamie, Jamie so yeah. that's kind of yeah so I went to their first night which opened up in Newcastle and it was great fun they were filming a documentary at the time so of course I you know came on set, yeah. said hi and gave a little wave but yeah I I've grown up I guess with drag even you know right at the beginning when I did my first pantomime I did my first professional pantomime at six um That's quite and young. yeah but you have the pantomime day you know yeah. who is a man dressed as a woman mm. so it was never anything strange for me it was just part of what happens on stage those those were just people and it was just a dress up it was a character and um it's been really lovely to be part of sort of the drag community as well, you know, with a lot of um, the pride shows we've done or I've hosted or I've been cameos or performed or whatever. And as I say, you know, a lot of my best friends are uh, drag. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it's really stressful watching the show, though, because having done Strictly and, you know, knowing what it's like to be in the competition and, you know, with their dance, off, uh, their, their lip sync off at the end is like That's kind it. of the dance off. And it's like, oh, so have you, have you watched um, the season two? Drag yeah, Race? I'm you watching it at the moment. Yeah. So I got into it um, last year during lockdown, actually, because my younger brother does a bit of drag. Uh, his Amazing. Drag, yeah, his drag name is Anita Lou, like, as in Anita Lou. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he got me into it, and yeah, I've become addicted ever since. It's just such an easy watch, and if you, especially if you have a hard day, it's not a program that you have to think about. You just watch it, and there's drama, and it's just good fun. And yeah, I'm watching yeah, it at the moment. Yeah, but a lot of a lot of comedy though, as a, as well, and a lot of taking the Mickey out of mm. yourself. Yeah, and a lot of not self discovery. I don't want it to be that heavy, but it's a lot of like, why do you do things? You know, why does this make yourself feel good? And it's like, you know, like everywhere, every sort of path or career or hobby or whatever has like a feel good thing. And and yeah, it's it's kind of I I like it for the comedy side of it. So who are you rooting for this series? Oh, it's well, my mind gets changed every week depending on the challenge. We had Snatch Game last week yeah, and Rimini really, really shone. Yeah. Um, but I think I've got to say I've got a soft spot for um, taste. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a horror has really been a, a grower on me. Yeah. So um, we shall see. It's difficult. I, Tea coffee, I was so gutted. So was I. Monster. She was my favourite. She was my favourite. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I think... Tia needs to also, you know, grow in confidence. And if, if this is is the way it needs to happen, yeah, this is the way. But we all think, you know, she's absolutely gorgeous. And it was so lovely to have such a lovely personality. Oh, Faith, I've got to get you on as a guest judge next series. Oh, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> now, Faye, in each of these episodes of A Good Old Natter, I always ask the guests to share a little known fact about themselves, which perhaps many people don't already know. So is there a random quirky hobby or fact about Faye Tozer that you can share? Well, um, I guess it's always a little surprising when I play the spoons. 
<laughs> oh, you do? Okay. I, I do. I play the spoons. Um, I was taught how to play the spoons when I did a musical called Me and My Girl. Yeah. So it was Perlican and Queen time, doing the Lambeth Walk. And literally on the first day of rehearsals, we were handed two spoons each. And my goodness, you know, we went through lots of uh, blisters on our hands or what have you. But, you know, it was a skill. And it's one that I sometimes bring out at um, parties if it's a bit slow. So, yeah, you know. I'm not going to ask you to do it now, but any sort of examples of spoons say, you can play? It. Well, it's it's all about doing it to a rhythm because it's a percussive sort of sound, isn't yeah. it? So, um, yeah, I can't, I don't know what the song's called. When you go, it's like the horse racing type song. Do you know what I mean? What's yeah, I know the one. I can't yeah. yeah, so that's always good fun. Um, but yeah, doing up and down your legs and, you know, between your fingers and stuff. Yeah, you know, if I've had enough whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Party trick. I mean, it's always fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I just want to end by looking to the future, really. What are your dreams and ambitions? What would you like to be next for Fatoza? Well, next up is hopefully um, Steps Tour. That will be our next thing. Yep. Um, and then I think after this Steps chapter, I think I'd really like to get back on stage again and hopefully mm. um, find another musical that I can get my teeth into because, you know, it's a huge passion of mine. I love treading the boards. I love doing the eight shows a week and, you know, all the effort that goes into that and meeting fabulous people and casts and musical directors. And, you know, it really gives me a buzz. So I think that's what I'll be looking for um, after this next Steps chapter. But um, yeah, tour first, I think. Hey Toza, thank you for having a good old natter with me. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of A Good Old Natter. My huge thanks to Faye Toza and Peter Dixon, Giles and Bob for my theme music. Stay tuned for future episodes of the podcast, available on iTunes, Spotify and Podbean. Until next time, keep nattering away. <laughs>